Gibbo. Namaste, Bulk Gibson. Bulk <laughs> Phoenix. Bulk Phoenix. BP, Bulk Phoenix. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Publish, Perish or Podcast, your opportunity to look behind the scenes of science to see if science has a five-year plan. I'm Andy Stapleton and joining me today are Christopher Teabag Gibson. Namaste, BA. Namaste, Schmoopy. Namaste. And Cameron Schmoopy Shura. Good results, Chris, and good editor's comments, Andy. Good results to you both. Editor's comments. What are you editing these days? No, I'm being edited. Oh, okay, very good. Yeah, when I send it off to like editors and they're like, no, this isn't very good writing. Mm, good, <laughs> um, good. Five-year plans. You got one? No, I don't. What no. do you think it would be if you had a five-year plan, like science five-year plan? Well, see, I, I'm, I'm in so much of a unknown period that I don't really have, I can't plan past one year, I don't well, Yeah, think. but if you had to. So you get to the end of this year, what's, what's the plan? What's plan two? Year two plan. Uh, get another job. All right. Good. Yep. After that, um, get another job. Hopefully stay in that job forever. <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, that sounds good. That's your five-year plan. That's a yes. good plan. That's a good plan. Gibbo, five-year plan? Uh, yeah, uh, kind of similar. Stay in the job I'm in now Yeah. <laughs> forever. It doesn't bode until well. Until I can pay off house, children's education, retirement, all that rubbish. But if I had to, like, in five years, it would be nice if I'd gone for a promotion to associate professor. Oh, now it's I would love that in five years. Yeah. But that would have to be at the extremity of the five right, years. Right, that's in your, like, uh, 90 percentile. That, that's at the very end of the five happen. years, yeah, okay. I think. Yeah. So what did, what did you do this week or last week to achieve that five-year plan? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good question. Come on, Chris. We- I hung on to my job. Uh, <laughs> I'm still employed. It was a white-knuckle ride and I'm still there. Um, no, I, I can't say I've done anything uh, in the last week to, to significantly increase my chances of, of those goals. But look, incremental. 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 Little baby steps. Takes a while. Takes a while. Do you think science has got a five-year plan? Because given the recent, uh, in Australia, we've just had the budget come out Mm. and they were quite generous. They were more generous than I think we expected, but still not enough, in my humble opinion. Getting political in. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm into politics now. I think think five years is too short a time period. I think science is looking much, much further than that. Yeah. Hundred. What's that? Hundred years back to a a millennium. It's looking. It's looking down the path. So we're mere porn. Porno pieces. What? <laughs> Horns? Thank you. <laughs> God, it says a lot about the way your mind works. Yeah, you can't it. even say the word porn, porn. without it turning pornographic <laughs> or laughing like a schoolgirl. Uh, have you ever played chess? Look, I once got given a chess set yeah. and I couldn't get past the pornos. Uh. So I never. I know how everything moves, uh-huh. but I don't think ahead. I'm like one move at a time, yeah, which means no five move no plan. No five move plan, yeah. which means that within about two moves, I'm over. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So five year plan for science, Schmoopster? No, I think that science lives in the now, and that is always trying to maximize every moment. Yeah. And so it doesn't look ahead. It's just head down at the at the lab bench. Yes. Do you think 
science is almost like Jesus in the fact that it exists in every scientist and it's their job to proselytize. What's the word? Like worship, sort of. No, well, but just kind of like tell everyone about like, it and do it. Oh, okay. Bring it about into existence. About, yeah. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm fine. Uh, not, not the not like Jesus part, but I don't think that science is like that at all. I think that science is there and we're there to discover it, whether scientists uh, are around okay. or not. So it's like I a, think that's what makes it science, not a religion. Yeah, right. Yeah, Could you imagine good. if scientists did go door knocking, though? Hello. Hello. We're can, scientists. <laughs> can I speak to you about P factors? <laughs> You have been out of science for a what while. What do you call those? <laughs> have you heard of the theory of relativity? <laughs> I think, is it the P test? I don't that's think you should be doing that. No, I did a P test a while ago, it's clear. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, oops. Oops, a daisy. It's time for News of the Week. Was that, uh, was that premature news? Yeah, I think so. I think I whoops a daisied a bit early. Um, uh, I'll go first. One thing I didn't tell you last week, which was meant to be in last week's news, is I uh, audio cheated on you both. You what? I audio cheated on you. You did both. another podcast. Not a podcast, radio. The real stuff, You're mate. You're always doing that behind our back. Yeah, always. Always. I've, I've invited you both on. You said we were going to get on. Yeah. Well, with, not this time, because I need the room for me. <laughs> but... uh did you? Do you want to be on it? Do you want me to put your names forward? You have to go in on a Tuesday. Well, I can't do it because I'm doing a podcast. Yeah. I'll, let I'll, me think on it. I'm going to do it next week because you can't make it. And I'll pencil it into my schedule. All right. But let me think on that's it. That's what yeah. busy people say when they never intend on doing it. Yeah, that's right. And uh, what else? Pocket Conference is going well. I've got a video coming out of Australia Science Channel. Um, and get this. Get what? this. All right. Give it to me. Get it in your faces. I was approached by the Adelaide University type. What? Yeah, Adelaide University. Oh, um, the university. <laughs> yeah. The best university in the state? Well, they got sandstone buildings. Mm. I'm uh, contributing to their science communication winter course. Oh, there you How go. How about that? Whoa, I'm nice. actually getting some real money for like two, uh, a month and a bit. Aren't How you good great? That? Yeah. I'll buy you all a beer with my um, awesomeness. That's my news. All right. It's good, isn't it? Quick news is up good news. Up. Absolutely. More time for mine. Good. Schmoopster? I'll keep it quick as well. Ooh. Oh. Um, <laughs> I've got reviewing news. Oh, dear. Uh, I've been asked to review a paper, and one of the authors is a very famous scientist. That Shit is... It's one of mine. Brian Cox. H-index 242. <gasps> Jesus. That's, uh, that's not me. I've got a bit of pressure on me. Yeah. Man, you better Don't give a good review. No, but this. they're anonymous. Well, the review is anonymous, I suppose. Yes. Yeah, so they'll never know. Just what, be so like, what I, do? I don't like this guy and like singling out. <laughs> I assume it's a him. That's my bias. Uh, you're correct. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but be like, I don't like this person. Mm-hmm. They're arrogant. I met him at a conference once and they didn't shake my hand. Should mm-hmm. I say that? Yeah. So, have you had a quick peruse of the paper, Schmoopster? Yes. How's it looking so far on a peruse? Um, I noticed a 
clear error in the oh. y-axis of a graph. Well, well did you get a shiver of pleasure? Yeah, like so <laughs> He's and rubbing his thighs. <laughs> on first perusal, I do not believe they meet the statistical rigor of this particular oh. journal. Oh. oh, now it's a first perusal. He could change his opinion. Yeah, let's not uh, let's not judge too harshly too quickly. So. Um, but wow, okay. Were, were you salivating as you were reading? Like, oh, this won't get in. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. 200 million H index. 242. Wow, that's that. Uh, I haven't actually seen a H index. I've never seen a higher. Before. I've never seen a bigger H index. <laughs> that is a long H index. <laughs> yes, that's, um, wow. Wow. Is that is that Google Scholar or Scopus? Google Scholar. Okay. Okay, still impressive. Yeah, it's still not impressive. going to inflate someone's aging index by 200. I don't know. It depends. No, 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 what no. did you have? A cosmetic, uh, cosmetics article? <laughs> I, did, I did. But I wasn't actually, no, I wasn't an author on that and it wasn't technically. Oh, no, it was a citation for one yeah. of my articles. Yeah. yeah. I bet he hasn't got that. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not cited in Hair Beauty Weekly or whatever it was I was in. So I kind of wish that it was blind review yeah. at this stage. Yeah. Because it, like, is. It is definitely going to affect how I review this paper. Yeah, absolutely. Honesty, I like it. Fair enough. Um, you're going to feel a pressure to accept. Is that what you're saying? Yes. I think mm. that the this person has such a high H index that their work generally gets cited a lot. Yeah. And the journal probably is happy that... So the journal has a uh, impact factor of, I don't know, nine, I think. Yeah. So it's probably one of the lower journals that this person would even submit to. Oh, they're, they're right. expecting this to sail through, I'd say. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's we hit on 242. That means they've got 242 articles. Yes. With more than 242 more than citations. Two, did you just do the math? Fuck me. That's <laughs> unbelievable. Yes. Their Google yeah. Scholar page, the first 25 articles all have more than 2,000 citations. What? Wow. How many total sites can you remember? I mean, they've got uh -huh. at least at least two hundred and forty-two <laughs> by two hundred and forty-two. Yeah, it's just insane, isn't it? Far out. I can't remember the number. I think yeah. it's in the hundred thousand. It would have to be. It would have to be. Yeah. Well, a good point about blind review. Yeah. yeah. It, because yeah. E someone in your position, you're an ECR. If you if if it was to come out in any way, just imagine if he's friends with an editor or something like yeah. things could get Which known. They likely the, are because if anyone's going to be friends with an editor, it's going to be Mister Two Forty Two. Yes. Yeah. 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 Imagine if it comes out over one boozy uh, <laughs> conference networking event. Who was it? Who that rejected was, my <laughs> article? In I that, never get in rejected. Weakling impact factor nine journal. And he just <laughs> and the, the weak ass editor just points at you because you're in the room. Oh, I'm glad to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in the corner. Yeah, on your own. No, I'm sure it'll be fine, Smoopy. You be as honest as you can be. I'm and and I'm we'll, try. we'll support you 100%. Yeah. I'm going to try and be. Good on you. Name. Good on you. Yeah, well done. Anything else? Oh, sorry, uh, BA, I just took over That's for a right. second. There. No worries. Yeah. Thanks, Gibbo, for acknowledging it. That's Don't right. carry on. <laughs> finished? Yeah, that'll do. Oh, lovely. All right. Yeah, I, I haven't got too much Gibson. either. Um, so I've been meaning to report this and I keep forgetting. Um of my first paper to pass 200 sites. Well done. Congratulations. That happened actually a couple of weeks ago. Only it's another 200 of those to go. <laughs> <laughs> so you've only got one with more than 200 I've sites. I've only got one with more than 200 sites. This person has 242 <laughs> papers with 242 sites. Yes. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> yes. 
yes. Motherfucker. Oh my God. I just, just give old teabaggers and it's speechless. I can't win. I'm never going to beat that. The I'm metrics ne- have knocked the wind out of him. And that paper to pass 200 sites is not my uh, AFM cantilever calibration paper. It's a shame. It's not your favorite paper of all time. It's not, not my favorite one. So I'm not hurt by that. That's just the way it is. Now. Weight loss, Les Gibbo. Yeah. Oh my God, where did Gibbo go? He's so skinny. He's, he's, I'm fading away before you guys. Yeah. yeah. Let, let's just throw out some dates and some weights. Your glasses dates look Dates and bigger. weights. Thank All you. All right, dates and weights. 3rd of the 4th, 2018, I came in at 116.8 kilos. Can um, P-poppers, can someone graph this, please? Yeah, yeah, graph this, by the way. Uh, then, 10th of the 4th, 2018, one week later, 112.8. That's a loss of four kilos. Four kilos. Now, I think now, when I... That first one... I had my... Uh, we'd already eaten. Oh, we'd already eaten. Yeah. 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 And I evening. think I had my keys in my yeah. wallet. Yeah. Keys in your in wallet. In my pocket. I remember us being strategic and saying, well, this this is the heaviest yeah. you should be. So we actually got on your shoulders. Remember that? No, I don't remember that. Do you remember that you picked up Cameron's massive dog? Yeah. And no, I'm not I fat shaming the dog. It's just a big dog. <laughs> that didn't happen. Um, and then 7th of the 5th, so nearly a month later, I went from 112.8 to 113.7. Oh, Gibbo, what happened? It just it crept up a little bit. That was the party week, wasn't it? That was my, 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 uh, my daughter did have her uh, 8th birthday party and did eat some pizza. Uh, but from the 7th of the 5th to uh, today, 15th of the 5th. Yep. I've gone from 113.7 to 112.7. So wow. a drop of one kilo. So. Well, congratulations, Gil. It's heading in the right direction. We had a little blip. It had a little bit of noise yeah. in the graph. Yeah. Um, so that's good. Now, uh, let's move on. Hang on. Let me do a closing tag. Go. Oh, Gibbo is so hot and skinny. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to do this even though it's only been a week. What? Let's have a look what? at the Schmoopy Rubbish Science Competition. Oh, has there been developments? He, there's been... There's been developments. And that look tells oh, no. me I'm winning. Uh, anyway, this P-pop's is... P-pop's most relevant scientist of the year competition. And he's winning. So Phoenix <laughs> is up by 0.05 or 4% P-poppers, to 1.39. That's, that's so a teabag. I went from 1.34 to 1.39. That's Sh- a tiny change. Snoopy <laughs> went from 2.05 to 2.09. That's oh, an even that's tinier much. change. BA yeah. went from 2.12 to 2.38. Yeah, that sounds a like me. And 9% shift upwards. That sounds like me and my He's science career. pulling away. Yeah. This I'll is, catch him. I'll this catch is, him. Uh, Cameron, I'm going to have to do things to help that happen. I'm going to have to start Oi, citing your this work. This is collusion. I can't have you. You're not in science. I told you. Let me just... Namaste. Namaste to you too. This Congratulations. Is, thank you. Uh, BA, Honestly, everyone, uh, leave science is the best thing you can do for your career. The negativity <laughs> is washing over and through me. But look, look what I've written. I've just written what? what? How many question marks are there? And exc- exc- exclamation marks. 10 question marks, 11 exclamations, and another 10 question oh, marks. Oh, wow. You really don't know what's, what's happened, do you? I'm confused. <laughs> I'm really confused by this. The I'm start winning. of the year, the P-Pop Most Relevant Scientist of the Year competition does, does early on, it is weighted towards your lower publishing uh, scientists. I know, but Bugger we're, off. Move, we're moving into the middle of the year. We should be yeah. past that point. Now. Come on, you should be. Step up I'm your worried. game. I'm getting worried. Like he's very close to topping his sites from last year already. Yeah, I know. Like, this is the best year. Like <laughs> you have no idea about all this, Andy. You've got no idea. Just um, uh, 
Schmoopster, problem is you tried to better your career by moving to a different university. Mm-hmm. That's your problem. Gibbo, your problem <laughs> oh, here we go. is that you haven't listened to my advice ever. So start, stop what you're doing. <laughs> listen to me. I will get you to where I am. I will be your mentor. Step one. Leave science. <laughs> there you go, Chris. Uh, all right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, that's uh, that's bulk Phoenix's news for uh, for this week. Thanks, tea bag. <laughs> Oi! What is it? We got some more feedback from listeners. Oh, Actually, this good, is good, good. It's less feedback. It's more the continuation of the conversation. But we thank Dave Airgeed. For contributing to the forum. I read this. I read this, yes. And I I heard that happen last episode. Yep. So um, last time uh, Dave from the forum was talking about uh, beer brewing. brewing. Beer brewing. Then he listened to our latest podcast, which is on uh, is is the paper dead and how we would capture metrics and grow science without publications and all that sort of stuff, right? So anyway, he, he says, hey guys, um, the scheme you are describing for doing science in a collaborative way where people can add to an existing body of knowledge and forking by adding revisions to the current state of knowledge sounds exactly like the way software teams, particularly open source communities, handle distributed version control. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Yep. We've already got a thing. We've already got a model. And uh, Dave says that it, it's actually, he thinks there's still one being used. So there's one bit at the moment. I believe there's already some open source science projects using things like Git to manage their work. Um, Malaria program is one that springs to mind. Mm-hmm. So did you know about this? I knew about the software, yeah. the open source software, but I didn't know that there were actual science programs running yeah. like this. I read this yeah. and I've forgotten most of it. Yeah, good on you. Good yeah. on you, Gibbo. Anyway, and then uh, there was a little bit more, but he essentially just says, I love the idea of the open source model for science because we can do much better than peer-reviewed papers. Let's face it, it's a model that was developed in the 1800s. Yeah. And technology has moved on a little, just a little since then. Mm, absolutely. Far enough for Chris to be confused about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But a little in mm-hmm. the in the grand scheme of things. And he just says, for full disclosure, I'm not a scientist. Uh, he's actually a business and leadership coach as his day job. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's, cool. That was really interesting. I actually, for someone, Dave, for someone who um, had so much sort of like interesting insight into science up till this point, it was really interesting to know that actually you're not a scientist. Yeah. So thanks for contributing to the forum. And finding the podcast somehow. Yeah. Let us know how you found the podcast. And he said, but the problem is, is that uh, how do you fit open collaboration into a measurement model that relies on H indices and number of papers written to judge success? That's the problem. Yes. Hit the nail on the head. There you go. So we don't have any answers, obviously. but. Nope. um I mean, everyone is now saying the H index is is not appropriate. But who's going to be the first people to actually just like not care about that metric anymore? Is it going to be you? It's not going to be Givo. He fucking lives no, and dies no, by no. that metric. No, because the other metrics they propose, like M index, are worse for me. Oh, okay. So M index is where you take your H index and you divide it by the period of time between your first paper published and the current date. Yeah. So would you say your gaming H-index, your entire process of deciding what's important is to maximize H-index? Oh, um, I mean, that's one of the that's one of the three things. Yeah. One, of the, one of the three things I think everyone's trying to maximize. What's the other two? Number of papers and citations. 
Oh, and I mean, you've got grant funding and grant money in there as well. That's mm. another important metric too, mm. and that's judged that's judged pretty highly as well. So you could have a pretty low H index at a university, but if you're bringing in millions and millions of dollars, they don't care. They're not going to care as much. No, you don't really game grant funding. You just get as much of it as possible. You just yeah. get you just <laughs> get apply, as much fail, as you can. Apply, fail, apply, get. Yeah, you get as yeah. much as you can, and that that probably counts more than anything. But the logic is that you can't get the grant funding unless you've got the H index, unless you've got the number of papers, and unless yeah. you've got the citation. That's that's the uh, the logical trial. Perfect. Well, thanks, Dave. Thanks for contributing. Thanks, Dave, the forum. for showing that someone who isn't in science can still be pretty bloody scientifically literate. Yeah, impressive. It's time for topic of the day. Topic of the day. Oh, Gibbo. Falsetto, yeah. Rick, you've been you've been practicing, haven't Thank you? You sneaky you. little yep. boy. Yep. Me in the mirror. You little sneaky <laughs> mofo. Me and the man me and the man in the mirror. Yeah. Man in the mirror. Michael Jackson. Yeah. Well very good. I'm gonna throw over to the schmoopster because you noticed something very interesting this week. Yeah, a bit of science news. Ooh, that, very interesting. Uh, came across my emails. Fascinating. That I thought would be interesting for both you two. Intriguing. And our listeners. Listen. Peepovers. So. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Good start. Here we go. Off to a, yeah. off to a flying ready? start here. Ready. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. So the <laughs> I came across some news this week. Oh. A controversial science communicator, one of your mates, Andy. Yep. Uh, has had well. their... PhD thesis re-examined oh. because it was brought to the university's attention that they had duplicated up to 11 images within 11? Now, Cameron, what do they mean by duplicated? So in this case, what they, they, they were looking at these... Uh, I, I don't quite understand them because it's biology. They're called northern, northern blot, I yeah. think. And I think that they put like their DNA plus some carrying fluid yeah. onto a piece of paper and it travels upwards. Yeah. And then by how far it travels, it means something about their samples. Perfect. Are these like right? those bloody things? Though? Yeah, yeah. the oh, yeah. bloody okay. things. And so... So you see little smudge. Yeah. And she's been in... She was in trouble for allegedly duplicating uh, images. So instead of showing the image which represented the data she was talking about she just copied and pasted the same image is that yeah so i i didn't i couldn't quite find the exact images they were talking yeah, about okay. so either the they've been duplicated from someone else's work right, or what okay. i think more likely because they didn't say it's plagiarized yeah it's been duplicated that say a positive control image has been used also for a sample image. I see. Or a negative control image has been also used for a negative sample, like yeah. where, 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 where they were expecting it's a negative. It's impossible that that data could could appear twice. It's, it's for two different so, things. Well, it seemed because of these are like these smudgy blots, for them to be exactly the same it's impossible, is, yeah. it, well, it yeah. should be impossible. It, we've had similar situations where um, based on the noise – People have noticed that it's the same, yes, like same image, but only because they didn't change the noise profile. Yeah, I've seen um, something like that. Yeah, it's actually yeah. the only reason they're caught then is that's just laziness. Like you could, oh, easily, you could easily, you could easily, easily noise, just, yeah, 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 take another spectrum. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so 
it's concerning. Well, no, it's not. It is con- it's concerning and both heartwarming that a PhD thesis would get to a point, especially what after was it fifteen years? Uh, yes. So the thesis was submitted in two thousand and four. Right. So it's a it's fifteen years, and and now that someone has gone looking through their thesis and found seven. No, I said eleven. I've seventeen now that I'm reading the article again. Seventeen alleged examples of is it is uh, this is this really recent? They've found this. So the, they've just released their f- the the university were made aware and they released the findings this week. Okay. So they had a panel of experts relook at all of this data, mm. and they actually found that even though what what they did is not correct. Mm-hmm. It wasn't enough for them to rescind the thesis. Yeah, because uh, it needs to be academic dishonesty or something. They they can't. So they they couldn't. They they can't say for sure that the data's the data was duplicated because they can't right. find the original. Oh, uh, after it was fourteen years or something. The original Northern Blots anymore. Most of the data's gone. It's yeah. it's it's been. Uh, and and in fact, I think it said in the article that that the fact the data was missing was actually okay. There's only a certain amount of time the university has to hold on to this data. Yeah. And it was after that time, so that's fine. Yeah. So which is interesting. One thing that I remember people saying is like, once you've got your PhD, they can't take it away from you. Do you know? Like that's kind of the thing. Like yes, you've got your PhD. I have those recurring dreams where you wake up in a hot sweat uh, and you go, oh shit, I haven't got my PhD. I've got to now have a test on everything I've ever learned in chemistry and I haven't <laughs> revised and I've got to have it tomorrow. Well, you shouldn't have falsified all that uh, data, but I know. bloody hell. Yeah, was it the um, World Global University that I submitted? <laughs> oh, I got yeah. in a lot of trouble for. That one got rescinded. Yeah, that one did get rescinded. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it's kind of those moments where you wake up, you're like, oh, oh Oh no, it's fine. I've got my PhD. But this is a thing where they what what would they do? They would take away her doctorate. Yeah, so this person is now Whoa. a science communicator and I think I mean Andy as you you were finding out it's very important for a science communicator to be a doctor. Absolutely, Even though they're not yeah. working in mm. science research anymore. It adds it, credibility. It, yeah, adds yeah. credibility to what they yeah. say. Yeah. So so we've mentioned this person's name. There's no problem mentioning this person's name. We've, it's we've out in the wild. It's out in the wild. Yeah. So what's interesting about this I think is I wonder if it's because there's already been a considerable amount of controversy surrounding this person and that they're quite a public figure. I mean they were on a pretty famous science TV show yeah. called Dare Catalyst. I Say It? Catalyst. Yeah. And she's been in some strife before, some big strife. She's, in fact, been, it's, been sacked from that show. So this is from Retraction Watch, right? Yes. It's interesting to me that they decided to go immediately to a, an attack on her credibility, just like in other forums. So they say in 2013, she produced a controversial series about cholesterol and fat. Yeah. Um, and then a few years later, she was fired from the science program after it aired an episode alleging Wi-Fi could cause brain tumors. Yeah. So that's what you were talking about, Gibbo, right? So but- I'm saying that, that without those things happening and perhaps without her being such a public figure, no one would have looked up her thesis yeah. to, to try and troll, troll through it and try and find – troll through it, I should say, yeah. and try and find errors. Yeah. I'm just wondering if, if that's simply a result of this, of her, mm. her, her fame and her previous notoriety. So you're saying, what you're saying is you're worried for me that when I'm famous- You're safe, man. You're safe. When I'm super famous and everyone knows my name and like they're like, Brian Cox who? Andrew Stapleton, you mean? Um, that I may have my thesis 
trawled through. As I just said several times, you're partic- you're particularly safe. Okay, thanks, Gibbo. <laughs> because of the because of how uh, rigorous I was. Yeah, impeachable his science was. Yeah. No, no, because uh, <laughs> he's not famous at all. No, I will be though. Uh, five, that, year uh, five, five year plan. Five year plan. So, what do you think, Schmoopster? Your opinion, Schmoopster? She's had some articles retracted. Because mm. of duplication of images. Oh, so some peer-reviewed but articles. Peer-reviewed that- articles oh, yeah, right. have been retracted. Oh, interesting. But the th- and then the same images are also in the thesis. But okay. So the it, ah, the okay. academic rigor, it seems, is more stringent for a journal article than it is for a thesis. Yeah. So it kind yeah. of brings to the question: Is yeah. there a different level of academic rigor between a thesis and a journal article? Uh, well, yeah, I think there can be, and and we know in reality why that could be, because the referees or reviewers are selected by the supervisor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good. Yeah, so that absolutely. makes a huge difference to the rigor that's applied. To I mean, the I've thesis. I've heard supervisors say I'm going to have to choose friendly reviewers for this, i.e., mm-hmm. pulling a, maybe a couple of favors, like oh, it's a borderline pass. And the the irony about that is, if you're a really really good student, you'll get you'll get the tough reviewers. Yeah. If you're a crappy student, you'll get the easy ones. Yeah. And that's yeah. the tragedy. So I mean, in my experience, at least, I feel like there is this idea that the thesis isn't as rigorously peer reviewed as a journal article. Yes. Is. Yeah. And so then, for these theses to be looked at later, I think is quite. I mean, I have. A chapter in my thesis that we publish as a paper later, mm-hmm. and thanks to the peer review for that paper, ah, okay. it was heavily changed afterwards. Yeah. And so I don't know how that would affect, say, if someone chose to look at me, how how they say, hang on a minute, he says this is how he interprets the data in his thesis, uh-huh. but then just one year later he interprets it this way. Yeah. Oh yeah, but you could explain. You can explain that because because the fact is you tried to publish it afterwards, and the peer review was more thorough, and it's, you realised there were mistakes there. Yeah, I remember one of my old supervisors joking and saying, "I call my thesis the Big Book of Lies," mm-hmm. because ultimately science moves on, um, and I think with a thesis, like you're not particularly choosy about the sorts of data that make it. Like it still has to be scientific, mm. but Maybe, you know, you're putting in that little study you did. It, it just fills out your 250, 300-page book. The big book of unintended uh, lies. Yeah, unintended <laughs> lies, absolutely. Of because often it's honest, yeah. Eventually, yeah. You, you redo things, you do things better. And obviously, that's where the, the process of peer review yeah. comes the, in and whatever. The but other you, big difference is reviewing a thesis is a lot tougher than reviewing a paper. I mean, yeah, imagine saying focus for 250 uh, pages of crap. Yeah, yeah. It's difficult. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not all gold and polished. No. But, I mean, this whole story reminded me of something that um, was happening while I was in Germany. Oh. Where the the German Minister for Education was found to have plagiarized um, on over 40% of the pages of her thesis. So, for each page, 40% of them had some amount of plagiarism Shit. on it. Uh, and so, because of this, uh, the university, University of Düsseldorf, uh, removed her PhD Whoa. Uh, from her, and uh, she was then stepped down of from the ministry in Germany. So, so this was basically this wasn't copying words and data from 
her own previously published work. This was someone else's work. So it's 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 a bit of legal speak around what it is, but it's it's something along the lines of there were vast sections on each page where text. So this was in um, uh, psychology. Mm-hmm. Uh, this particular thesis, where vast sections of the text were para- or heavily paraphrased from a source without um, citation. Okay. So it's not that mm. bad. It's not d- direct word for word copying and pasting. Yeah. Uh, it's just that whoever they've paraphrased, they haven't cited in that article. Wow. Okay. That's, that's repairable though, I would think. Not in a country. Not in Dusseldorf. <laughs> yeah. Not in a country with very strong morals on, on such things. Wow, that's that's pretty full on. And paraphrasing is is mighty common in, in the old world of science. And because it's so easy to do that, it's I'm sure it's that practice is just rife. Oh, well, absolutely. It certainly is. So in this this particular case isn't the first. <gasps> uh, there's a website where there's a, a German group who are going through theses searching uh, for these types of things. No, oh, wow. Hang on. Not just their group, like no, it, everyone. This is like a, a someone in their spare time. Uh, the website's in German, so I couldn't find like the about yeah. um, on there. So it's Vroniplug Wiki. And wow. they seem to be looking through PhD theses of public figures. And then publicly sharing what percentage of their thesis was plagiarized. So they're putting it through. So they're putting old theses through um, modern plagiarism detecting software. Yeah. Okay. Like turn it in. Like turn it in, which is one that we have access to um, at our universities. Wow. That is. I mean, you've got to be a certain level of dickhead to be doing that <laughs> but completely understandable yeah I, love it I, I, yeah i'm not so some stats yeah on their website they have 199 theses that they've gone through the lowest value of plagiarism that i've that on their list is that 10 percent of pages in a thesis contained oh. plagiarism so we're talking 20 pages. <laughs> wow. But do they mean plagiarism, unsighted, direct copying of conclusions? Words. Words. Yes. So it's just a sentence matching thing. Yep. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So is the software smart enough to catch paraphrasing? Yes. Wow. Interesting. That's, that's really cool. Uh, 10%, that's amazing. Yeah. T- I mean, 10% is still high, but... Pr- yeah. Yeah. What in do you think yours would get? In the highest... Oh. oh, I'm gonna say uh, the ro- oh god, sixty-five. Uh, I'll go a hundred. It's a hundred. A hundred percent. So, oh, the the German uh, minister had plagiarism on forty percent. Oh, yeah, I said that already. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Four theses wow. have had plagiarism on all pages of the thesis. Wow. Which, I mean, the title? I'm not sure. Maybe they don't. <laughs> <laughs> title page? The only yeah. thing different would be the name. Acknowledgements? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Their signature is slightly different. That's it. Wow, that's that's, that's incredible. incredible. That, yeah. I'm, I'm amazed. So, I mean, what's the take-home message here for people now? Because, like, in the past, yeah. this obviously just seems like something that would uh, you could just do. And no one, there was no way of finding out unless someone happened to, like, recognize. Yeah. 
it. Well, well, like I'm sure they were just expecting. So these people may have become public figures and some yeah. people plan to be public figures mm, from mm. when they're at university. Yeah. Others that's don't. Right. That's right. And they, I mean, they definitely would have just been thinking, I'm going to get my PhD. It'll has, just leave. has to go through whatever my peers are telling me is enough yeah. for it to be accepted. Yeah. Wow. And so our take-home message for people now is that, what, put your thesis through Turner in? Well, I think that if you, if possible, it's probably a good idea. I mean, and, and then it also comes back to something from last week is that, I mean, always have a relentless commitment to quality. Relentless commitment to quality. And if you've already published big chunks of your thesis, you're gonna get you're gonna get some plagiarism if you use the same the same text. Materials and methods, we've been caught for that with papers we've Oh published. material get rid of that section. <laughs> what a pile of shit that section. But most people would take the papers that they've published and simply expand on that for the thesis. Yeah. So where does so that there leave? So there would be there would technically be then a lot of plagiarism. Yeah. Where does that, that leave the thesis in regards to pub, um, PhD by publication? It means that PhD by publication is way better. Well, it's much safer. Yeah. If, if you're worried about plagiarism like this, uh, paraphrasing. And then, I mean, 40% of your pages, that's not that much. You could just be a set one sentence in each of those pages. Yeah. I mean, I think it's easy to do that when you're under the pressure to get your thesis in quickly to a certain standard. Um, yeah. I, I really worry. And the way you write stuff to get published, it's hard sometimes to reword it a better way. You're like, this is the perfect sentence. This is what got published. Yeah. I'm going to leave it pretty well the same. Yeah. I mean, that that will happen a lot. They must do that now with um, papers. They must put it through plagiarism They do. Stuff. They do. A lot of papers yeah. do. So, we, we had materials and method sections on. Oh, I think even our graphing flagged. Even our graphing thickness paper, they, no, they, they came back. <laughs> no, it didn't. Yes, they I've never did. had it happen to any of my papers. Interesting. So, what do you think? Say it happens to you, Andy. Yes. I, I am going to be famous and they're going to yes. trawl through <laughs> my... I mean, does it matter? So, I mean, your thesis was submitted, I don't know, for you, seven years ago? Yeah. Does that... Does you doing... Taking a shortcut or two in your thesis seven years ago, does that make you any different as a science communicator now? If, if, they, were, if they were purposely for... You know, like Andrew Wakefield, right? The... M M N R uh, the vaccines cause autism, dude. Yep. Oh yeah. Clearly, just wrong. Like just fraudulent data. So if it was that, yeah, clearly that's a reflection on my character. But mm-hmm. this, like bits of plagiarism up to f- I don't know. Yes, I kind of agree with the committee that eventually said we haven't got enough evidence to take this away from this person. Yeah. And then so so Chris, we've got a few examples here where someone. Like, I mean, this hasn't been a university who who have, you know, they were just flicking through the, the pages in the library yeah. one day mm, and just thought, mm. hang on. Yeah. Someone, someone, some person or some group of people have are deliberately going through old theses looking for mistakes of public figures. Mm. Uh, how does that sit with you? Well, I mean, this is all information in the public domain. So there's nothing nothing stopping them. Yeah. They've perfectly allowed to do it is science better for it <sighs> see i wonder if you can do a, a correction or something for a thesis 
Yeah. I never heard of that as an option. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That would be good. There's no reason why not if, if, if it goes, because at that point it's just another review. Mm. Yeah. And as long as you haven't purposely changed the data point or effed it up. I guess people should be given a chance, perhaps. Yeah. You know. I'd give you a chance, Schmoopster. Oh, thanks. Yeah, this Gib- this Gibbo character, though. <laughs> I don't know if I trust this guy. There might be certain areas you could find that people could be given a chance to change. Mm. Very good. Interesting. For our listeners who uh, haven't yet written their thesis, I think our point is uh, it is important what you do. Um, I mean, but still just get it done as quickly as possible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> get but, it done, but don't, but don't copy. But don't cut corners. Yeah. Uh, and those who already have their thesis out there, um, send us a link and I'll put it through, turn it in, uh, <laughs> and I'll post online how much you plagiarize. <laughs> our next section is Science This, where we use our transferable science skills to science the shit out of an everyday activity. And this week, the activity is, and this is something Cameron lives for, me, arguments. I don't... Me? What, I what, why do you, you say lo- that? I reckon you ooh, love ooh. a good Let's argument. Let's argue about how much Cameron <laughs> loves arguments. We'll agree to disagree on that. <laughs> <laughs> no! 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 <laughs> agree to disagree. I was a massive... Let's um, agree... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Are you just... You're just disagree. I disagree with that. Yeah. I disagree. disagree to agree with disagreeing. But his arguments just disagreeing? Could you argumentatively agree with someone? I've heard it before. I've heard it before. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Cameron, how yeah. on earth have you scienced arguments? So I am thinking of a particular type of argument. Uh, no, this is what I was going to say. Arguments uh, are not arguments. There's different kinds. Hang on, wait, let him talk. <laughs> Thanks, no, <Andy>. no. <laughs> Stop arguing. <laughs> wait, was your an argument or was yours a controlling the... Uh, podcast. I'm trying to host, but now I'm arguing. <laughs> <laughs> Hold so, on, were you just arguing with for him? For fuck's sake. That a, oh, that was at me, sorry. <laughs> I'm thinking of a particular type of argument yep. where you're trying to claim ownership over something with someone. Mm. So, who said that joke? I did. No, I did. Whose yeah. idea was fish for dinner? It was mine. Mine, mine. No, it was, it was mine. mine. Yeah. Right? So, this happens actually a lot in science. Yes. Yes. Idea ownership. And this is where patents come in. So in Australia, the rule on who could get a patent on something, if anyone ever thinks that they have the same idea, Mm. is that it's the first to file. So the first person to file the patent uh, is the person who would be able to get that patent. It doesn't actually matter who came up with the idea first, Mm -hmm. whereas in the US... They have a much more complicated system where it's um, some kind of uh, mix between who came up with the idea first and who demonstrated it first over who um, actually filed the patent. So you could file the patent last. And still own it because you've, you've got a paper on it or something. Yeah, if, or if you can just prove by lab notes or, or oh, other wow. that you have actually mm. done it first. Okay. That sounds complicated. <laughs> and it's all right, Chris. We won't I expect am, you to do it. I imagine there would be a lot of uh, lawyers involved in this when it gets uh, expensive. Yeah, yeah, guaranteed, guaranteed. Mm. So, with that as my basis, yeah, I'm kind of been thinking, how can I win all arguments over ownership? 
So I, I want to uh, do something that will cover both the US yeah. and Australia. Okay. And own own and everything. of the rest of the world. You have to own everything. You have to take over the world. No. So all you really need is evidence. Actual hard evidence over what's been happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to begin taking meticulous notes. Of your life. Of my life. <laughs> Journal, dated journal, sign. I'll get I'll get my wife to sign my journal Coast, every evening. No, no, I need oh, an independent. I need independent, someone. Yeah, I need someone independent, not independent. related to you walking around with you all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me or BA. So who was that FBI boss who got fired recently? What was his name? Coney. Coney or Comey? Oh, you mean uh, that Trump fired? Yeah. That yeah. was Comey, James Comey. Comey. Yeah. So he, he he took meticulous notes did, after yeah. some of his yeah. meetings. And oh, that actually that became quite him. important over an argument. Yeah. I don't think it saved him. He still got fired. But yeah, I think but that's- fired by Trump is like being like, I don't know, <laughs> not allowed on a plane that eventually crashes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so I'm also just going to have my phone in my pocket all the time, just recording everything that's said. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so then I can look back later if an argument ever comes up, like, uh, you know, who who ordered that extra round of drinks? And It was me. Yeah. What about a drone following you around with a camera? Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. No, if he's a drone. <laughs> yeah. Just all around him the entire yeah. time. Well, that's fine. Well, my other thing is that sometimes like a recorder, you don't have to go back and just record everything. If you're, yeah. in, a, if you're in an argument and you want to work it out quickly who said what. Also, but at that point, you need to have another recorder fired so that while you're searching one recording oh, you're not you, missing out on yeah so Ooh, you're gonna have a right. series of staggered intertwined what about recorders? robot eyes <laughs> robot Stop camera eyes in. i'm not i'm not i'm actually using real things <laughs> robot camera eyes i <laughs> mean google glass you know with a with a camera in it can yeah you, can uh, you do that yeah yeah there you go. that's real technology isn't it all right so I'm, vi- I'm recording everything yep but sometimes you want instant feedback so mm. if I'm if I'm at a family dinner or somewhere where an argument is likely, family dinners, yeah, um, <laughs> I'm going to hire a stenographer. <laughs> so they'll be in the corner just typing everything that's said, and like in a in a in a law case, if anything comes up, you just say, "Hey, uh, um, Mr. Stenographer, yeah, what was what did he actually say? What happened? Or Mrs." Um, so you do this during like when you'd have a, a friendly board game with the family or something? I would, like- yes. Oh, especially Mr. Instructions over here. <laughs> I told you, you can only move that piece forward two spaces. Stenographer? Stenographer? <laughs> it's true. Yes, yes, yes. He said uh, you can move that forward. But then, you, but when the sonographer's looking through, you're going to have to hire another sonographer to be typing while he's looking. Yeah, you need a backup sonographer. Yeah, everyone, look, but mate, textbook, everyone needs a backup sonographer. Yeah, yeah. So, much like how a good meticulous lab book is necessary to win patent cases in science, I'll apply those science-based skills to my life and have meticulous knowledge written down of my comings and goings and sayings in order to be able to always win an argument. I mean, when I'm right. (laughs) That's assuming that that evidence will always point in the direction that you are correct. There will be those occasions where you'll actually, it'll prove you're wrong. You know what? Wrong. I'll take that. I just want the truth. Oh, very good. You will take it, but you'll be miserable. This science, this is not necessarily about how to win an argument. It's about how to science arguing in general. So that's fair enough. It's stopping arguments. 
with like yeah. a he said, she said thing yeah. by just getting to the truth as quick as possible. Yeah. He said, she said, Perfect. or he, he said, or she, she said, or she, he said. Andy. <laughs> well done, Cameron. Very yeah, good. Right. Very good. Um, so, uh, arguments, right? Yes. Arguments. No. no. Yes. No. Yes. Come on. Arguments. Hurry up. Do you know what I love about arguments? No. Is, <laughs> is when there's a scene. Oh, you do. Oh, you want oh, to maximize it, don't you? And like, then everyone looks. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just so delicious. <laughs> when you see, it's normally a couple having a little bit of a, an argument mm. that causes a scene. Mm-hmm. That's when it just becomes the best spectator sport. So, I want to kind of take the term argument and work out at what point it becomes a scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, I'm coming up with a scientific way of determining when an argument is officially a scene. So, what I've, so, I've got, so, I've got to work out, like, well, how does it get to a scene? It's going to have to go through a number of stages. So, this is what I'm proposing. That an argument starts off as a friendly disagreement. Okay. All right? So, just a little bit. No, no, don't think. Uh, okay. Okay. Yes. No worries. Then it turns into a bicker. Mm. Right, bit of a bickering gets a little bit more, <laughs> bit little bit more serious. A bit more bullshit. Right yeah. at this point, it's not a scene, is it? Not really. Like it can be not a little a bickering. Bit, yeah, not no. a bickering. No, no, if it's just bickering, then it becomes a fuss. Right, it it it, it absorbs your entire. <laughs> I'd put fuss thinking after the first one, but a bicker you fuss can, is lower than yeah. bicker, isn't no. it? No, but, but you're like. When you're bickering, you're like, uh, don't make a fuss, hun. Yeah, there we are. Yeah. And also a fuss, it, when it gets to the fuss stage, it consumes your entire thought process. A bicker, you're like, no, but then you can order a coffee, right? The moment it becomes a fuss is when you can't think about anything yeah. other than that silly so argument you're having. The waiter comes up and says, are you ready to order, sir? Sorry, we're bickering. <laughs> and it's turned into a fuss. I can't possibly answer right now. Of course. Sorry, so, sir. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for coming over. <laughs> Come back when we're officially at friendly disagreement again. <laughs> All right. So after a fuss, we've got a quarrel. A quarrel. Yeah. Right? Happy? Right. Happy yep. so far? Uh, yeah, Have you okay. gone through a thesaurus at some point today? Or yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Thesaurus.com. <laughs> then it becomes a heated exchange. Oh, Lord. I reckon that's a scene. You think? Yeah. Because I've got... You've got more. A squabble. (laughs) Squabble. (laughs) That's when it's starting to get a bit physical, right? A little bit like the hands are moving and... Yeah. Right? At this point, I don't think it could be... So, then I think a scene is after a squabble. Okay. Okay. I'd I'd completely forgot about squabbles. (laughs) <laughs> so we go from friendly disagreement to a bicker to a fuss to a quarrel to an exchange, a heated exchange to a squabble mm. to a scene. A scene. Yeah. That's my seven point classification of an argument. Okay. So you're actually maximizing the argument. So well, I want to find out what is the upper limit or what is the what is the crossover from a squabble to a scene? 
Well, if you go to the absolute extreme, someone will die. Yeah. Well, someone will die. That's right. Well, but so this the, is what I've got. Then you'll know that's a scene. Yeah. You're like, oh, that was quite the scene. <laughs> um, variables, right? Is obviously how loud the argument is because that will cause a scene. I, I think at a fuss, it's like, don't do that. Can't do it. Like there's yeah. no scene, right? So at what point, how loud does it have to get before you're like, oh. I think other people scene. in the vicinity have to turn and pay attention. Right, right. So then we've got how much swearing is involved. I really feel like swearing is directly proportional to the intensity of the argument. Mm-hmm. Because no in, one's going to say in a friendly disagreement, I fucking disagree. Particularly in public. If you're, if you're getting yeah. to the point where you're going to swear at someone in public yeah. loudly, it's, it's gone too far. Yeah. But the final thing is the environment, right? If you're in a library, I feel like you could quickly expedite a bicker into a scene. Really? In a library? I reckon you could jump, fuss, quarrel, <laughs> heat of exchange and squat. I reckon it could become, I reckon in a library situation, you yeah. may only have a friendly disagreement, a bicker and a scene. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would think that if you're in a your library situation, when the environment is supposed to be very quiet, you would you, you might tend to keep it a bit lower. Yeah. But, oh, oh, yeah. But then, then you're in, then maybe you're in a bicker mode. Right? But everyone's going to be looking at you sooner oh, I see what at you a mean. library. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yep, you'll and pause I'll, the scene yeah. earlier. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so I've set my my benchmark at what causes a scene relative to the environment. And that environment is going to contain, let's just say for ease, 100 people. <laughs> right? Just for ease. It's good number. Yeah, because you can work out percents. It's easy. You didn't even yeah. have to divide by yeah. anything awkward. Yeah. I, I feel I've heard you use 100 before. Yeah, it's easy. It's easy. And I, now, this is where I need your science opinion. I have set my scene at 50%. When 50% of the people in a room turn around, it's officially a scene. Mm. So out of 100 people, 50, 50 have to turn, have to around, turn around. Yeah. So in a I, library, I'd go lower than that, I think. You think? Yeah, I think I would, yeah. Cameron? 50 is a lot. That's a big proportion of the crowd. A scene. Yeah. I think that I'm almost saying more. Well, I thought more initially. Is this turned around and only looking or having at some point looked? No, no. This is like to the point where it consumes their attention for a long period of time. Yeah. I'm I'm like including, because no one likes to stare, so I'm including sideways glances like... But long, like, oh, like, oh, mm-hmm. this is tasty. I think what you'll find is the amount of attention someone pays will be proportional to the distance from the, um, yeah. from the argument or the scene, sorry. So we've chosen like library, right? Mm-hmm. As a kind of like baseline, like it could go to a scene quite quickly. That's an extreme environment yeah. though. The other extreme I was thinking is a nightclub, oh, right? Okay. I have seen yeah. full on punches in nightclubs. You'd never know. And you'd you would be... never, and like not even like 20 people around them immediately don't even know. Yeah. Right. So in, in a nightclub situation, you'd ne- you, to get to a scene, you've got to pull out a weapon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But at that point, it's no longer an argument. It's uh, so assault. What, what would be an approximate average environment? Like a cafe? I reckon uh, a restaurant. A busy street. Busy street. Yeah, like a high street on a Saturday afternoon. Okay. Okay. If yeah. you've got 100 people and 50% of them pay attention to you yep. and you're on a busy high street, yep. you're causing a scene. You're, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> right, a fucking in. scene. He's in. And I've seen scenes <laughs> like that. <laughs> 
I've seen them. <laughs> have you been part of one of those scenes? No, I don't think I've ever been part of one, but I've definitely seen them. Now, if we can at least settle around the 50% mark in whatever environment, All right. I think the lingering sort of attention or the thing that's going to make a scene sort of like push it over to be like, yes, that was definitely a scene is you remove the people causing the scene and there's awkward silence afterwards, right? Oh. Because no one quite knows how to interpret. Like you always get the ones yeah. like, oh, that was a bit, but yeah. like, that, do everyone, we need to wait for the police or something? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm. So I think, I think that is going to be an important metric. And so what I'm doing is I'm taking these, um, these friendly disagreements and I'm escalating them through my seven stages to a bicker, to a fuss, to a crow and a heated exchange, a squabble. And then I'm seeing at what point 50% of people turn around. And uh, I'm proposing that we use this information to put up stickers in places to say this is an area. You know, like in libraries, they have quiet zones, yeah. study zone, group work zone. Well, all over the world, there will be this is a, um, is like a, you cannot go any higher than a heated exchange because then you'll cause a scene. <laughs> okay. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Like yep. in a library, yep. it's like, this is a bickering area. Yeah. If you want to take, if you want to get to a fuss, you've got to take it outside <laughs> because in here, it's a scene. <laughs> I, I really like that. So <laughs> fuss or above is outside. But if in a library, if you want to fuss, it goes outside. And then you have people going around going, excuse me, it looks like you're causing a fuss. That's against our rules. That's officially a scene here. Could you take it outside? Yeah. I, yeah. You know I'm pro rules. <laughs> <laughs> and I just I, I really I'm really a big fan of that idea. Okay. So this that's how you get Cameron on side. <laughs> yeah. Rules. Rules. Rules, now we rules know. and more it's rules. It's taken just over two years for the podcast. <laughs> now, but now I know how to target my science this. All right. You've had the entree. Now You've it's had the time. Hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> now it's hors d'oeuvres for those who don't speak French. Now it's the main course and dessert wrapped in one, like a steak wrapped in ice cream. God. Drizzled over. You, honey. Do you have that joke written down? No, no, that came off the top of my head. Uh, You're hungry, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a diet and I'm starving. All right. Um, so. This is interesting because what Shmoopy said at the start of his, I have to agree with, there are different kinds of arguments. Yeah, I just told you the seven-point classification system. Yeah, there um, are seven. And I'm going to ignore that. So, so I thought I was going to tackle a tough one, which was scienting arguments with your partner. Oh, mate, you don't want to go there. Joyce may hear this. I know. So I've pulled back from that one and I've gone for the best I could do, a, a, a set of scientific rules for general arguments, just to cover everything as best I can. Have you just added rules because you know that Smoops loves them now? <laughs> I may I may not have the word rules <laughs> written down. You fucking ass kisser. But uh, I think that word applies very well to what I've come up with. Take some points off him in your mind, please. <laughs> <laughs> and what I've done is I actually applied these principles. All principles always changed. Principles slash rules. <laughs> Splash, slash, ac splash, slash, axioms. <laughs> splash, axioms. Two, Two. Uh, a situation I had this morning with my kids, and we'll, I'll go through what happened. All right, please do. So, uh, before the argument can begin, we need a third unbiased party or arbitrator. I'll do that. You're not unbiased. You'd always rule against me. Yeah. Um, that, must, that person must be sought, much like Cameron 
with his stenographers, which would be incredible for employment. Yes. Because do you know well, how many stenographers we'd need? A lot. Yeah. A lot. The it would be great. The unemployment rate would plummet. Could you imagine the uh, the amount of the, the amount of jobs out there and the training required for, for nearly everyone to become a stenographer? It'd be, is be it stenographer? It is. I've always I've said that wrong for my. What have you been saying? Sonographer. No, that's someone who does ultrasound. I think. Yeah. I, I'm finding out these all the time. Now that I'm officially like apparently a writer, I see things written, and I'm like, shit. You've, you've I've had been that saying wrong. that wrong all for your life, years. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So before we begin, the topic of the argument has to be agreed upon. Now we could all even right. we could hit a bump in the road here. So if the topic oh, so cannot be agreed upon, I can't bring out the fact that you called me fat last year no, no, within no. this argument upon lettuce. We we. we <laughs> We have to agree upon the actual topic. Now, if, if that if that can't be agreed upon, the parties have to go away. That's right. it. We're not even going to start. Right. All right? And there's no argument to, to begin with. Each- so, hang on. <laughs> so what if you're arguing over the topic? Yeah, if you are, if so- you can, if you can't agree on the to- if you can't agree on the thing to argue, then then that's it. Then no. you're in- All right, we'll then agree you're in an that- argument. <laughs> we'll agree that we can work out you're in an who's argument right. already. Yeah, so this could get very meta. So you're going to argue about... How many layers are there to this? That's why you need the unbiased party to go, oh, oh, hold on, you guys can't even agree on the topic. Yeah. Go your separate ways. Shit, this is that's brutal. it. No no, no middle ground. It's no just middle like ground. you can't, can't sort out a topic. Got to agree on the topic. All right. Each what, person- if I'm, what if I want to secretly argue with you about something else? Yeah. Well, you can't. You've got to obey the rules, Cameron. <laughs> you should know that. Rules are rules. Laws are laws. You got him his own game. Got him here. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Each person is given five minutes to make an opening statement about their particular position. <laughs> Hang on, so this is a debate. <laughs> uh, the arbitrator will... Uh, oh, sorry. Each person is then allowed to respond and is given one hour to research their position. Oh, no. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is going to cut down arguments, trust me. The arbitrator will check any source of information used and verify whether the point stands or not. Wow. Okay. Personal insults are not allowed. Ad homonyms are not allowed. That's Tea where bag. You, that's where you insult. No. Uh, can't no. do that. Points deducted. Phoenix. Points deducted. That's, that's good. Tea bag Phoenix. Compliments are allowed. Uh, you cannot exaggerate the other person's point of view. So, in other words, if uh, we would argue over... Me looking better. Who than owns you. this squeezy brain? Yep. And you said it's yours. And I said, it's not yours. And if you claim ownership of it, you're destroying democracy. Yeah. Can't do that. All right. So you keep can't it make factual. exaggerated claims because yeah. people right. do that all the time. Yeah. Is that called a straw man? The straw man fallacy where I've you heard create. That before. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Straw man. P poppers correct us. Thank you. Um, the argument does not cease, it continues forever. Until one party Jesus. agrees with the other, <laughs> till death, or a consensus of some sort is sought between the parties, or someone passes out <laughs> or dies or away. Yeah, passes so away. You, I mean, you are a sleepy, sleepy human. <laughs> is you falling asleep during an argument that's going for hours? Does that mean? Oh, that's you, it. I lose. lose. I lose. Like this is a. So test. you've literally got to stay this awake. This is a if test of to- endurance as well. It would really make. So it's not a test of who's right, then. I well, could just filibuster an argument. You could potentially, you could potentially, but 
if the arbitrator finds that you know you've reached the end of the argument, there's no point going on, and someone is doing essentially what you're doing, just filling the uh, space with noise. Yeah, it's done and it's over, and the decision of the arbitrator must uh, must be adhered to. Otherwise, uh, there will be punishment and penalties. Jesus, what punishment? Money or prison. Okay, that's fine. Um, so it's really going to make the decision of whether or not to like go get McDonald's or KFC quite long. Yeah. What will naturally evolve is people will argue less because they won't want to go through this So process. is this like a service where you call up and you say like, right, we need the independent... Adjudicator, much or like Cameron's stenographers, these people are just floating oh, around. Got, you've got one everywhere. Everyone's got one. You've got your family adjudicator. <laughs> you've got your family arbitrator. So every house purchase comes with, <laughs> yeah, like a granny like, flat. Yeah, for this person, <laughs> and they have to have their own arbitrator as yeah. well. Yeah. What happens when they get in arguments? So yeah. I tried this with my daughter and son, with me being the arbitrator. Perfect. Oh, it was. I thought you were trying to go and try and get an argument with them. No, I, no, and They'd it was win. about whether they wanted to go to school slash kindergarten. My son yeah. goes to kindergarten, and we were arguing about whether they should go or not. Now I put forward some pretty strong arguments yeah, about wait, how an education. But, but is But you're important. the adjudicator. Yeah, how are what you getting involved, you, mate? You shouldn't be involved. Come on, they're kids, so I, I, I forego you had that. To, so I, you I, had to the lay the ground rules, the premise of the argument. Did exactly. You? So right. Exactly. Number one. So, did you officially agree on the topic to argue about? <laughs> yeah, we did. We school. did. Okay. We did. Going they didn't want to school. go to school, and yeah. I wanted them to. Okay. That was agreed upon. Yeah. No okay. problem. I feel like you're not the arbitrator. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you're one of the arguers. I am, of course I am. And I'm the arbitrator. <laughs> Did you not fucking hear me at the start of this? You said you weren't that you said that your two kids were arguing with each other. No, 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 no. I'm arguing with them. All right. I'm okay. I'm arguing with them and I'm the arbitrator right. as well. I'm so pretty I'm, sure no one listening oh, understood it that way. No. Yeah. That's wrong. Um, <laughs> I think uh, hold on, Andy Hold on, uh, let's Chris, go, this, go to arbitration I would, I would like to argue I, about this we, with you Gibbo's correct and Smoothie's wrong No, Chris, I would like to argue about this with you Andy, will you arbitrate us? Absolutely, so what is the topic? <laughs> we have to listen to the recording <laughs> Yeah, we got a fucking recording We'll we have to go back thing. and listen to the recording So we'll, we'll yeah. Part two, part two, part <laughs> deuce next week. All right. Um, so started with me arguing logically that school and education and kindergarten is important. Yep. Play is very important for the mm-hmm. developing mind. Education is very important for children. Um, I wow. and my wife work and we can't just let the kids run run roughshod. So yeah. they need supervision during the day. And you Agreed. got all this in within your four minutes, a lot of time for I opening did it in, I just did it in 20 seconds. I just did it in 20 seconds. Right. Um, now, they didn't need a response. They didn't need an, an hour. hour for their response. <laughs> their response was was interesting and effective. Yeah, they cried solidly <laughs> for five minutes. Um, and in the end, my response was they had ice cream for breakfast. <laughs> well done, adjudicator. So. Um, <laughs> I, it was not as effective as I had hoped, um, but maybe it's because I tried to apply it to, to children. Is that the and default? that's another example of a type of argument where you need a new set of but rules. But like adults will also maybe cry as well, depending on the topic. So is the default position ice cream for breakfast? <laughs> you may have found a fatal flaw in my whole what's, plan. What's that? 
if people cry a lot, then they get their way. Yeah. And that was it for me. The, other, the only other thing I would have said was, was same as Cameron, to ensure that everything is uh, can be checked and reproduced, uh, everyone has to be followed by drones and everything has to be recorded. I don't see another way around that. Notes taken, things like that. And that is it for Gibbo's Science This. Well done, I did, everyone. I did oh, have one for um, arguing with your partner. No. And and uh, let me just give you a, the first couple of thoughts I had. I no. Thought, I thought a good idea would no. be to calibrate when you've gone too far. So the first thing I thought was you need to pick fights with your partner on various topics. To and, work out where the, where the line is. And work out where the line is. That's good. But do you think that's you didn't good? Do it. Yeah, yeah. That's good. I, but that fair, like, it varies on, uh, like, if you've slept well. If yeah. like, it's too variable. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. And 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 while that this might be a good mm. way to try and win an argument with your partner, it doesn't mean you wouldn't be divorced. Get divorced very quickly. Yeah, yeah. So I would not advise that to everyone. Don't. The line is like line. A, an elastic band. You kind of yeah, that's you can true. push up against the yeah. line. And yeah. then depending on, on different days, that elastic band is more brittle than others. Yeah. After it's been in the sun, it's so perished a little bit. It's you just would need to break. start by investigating how brittle that elastic band is <laughs> for the day. <laughs> <laughs> so you need to you need to be sort of pushing pushing the barrier a bit every now and then. I feel like then. you could do that quite easily. Testing just the like limits. You put something on it which oscillates it. <laughs> which just gives back some feet. Like you don't even need to push it. You could yeah. just come up with a, a roundabout way yeah. to just, well, you like, just... You go, you make that noise in their ear. Yeah, and then they go, <laughs> something wrong with you. And you go, oh, all right, no, nothing. And you don't talk to them for hours. Yeah, I mean, one way one way to science arguments with your partner is just to, to submit all the time. Yeah. Which is what I do. So ice yeah. cream for breakfast. Ice cream, ice cream for, for breakfast. breakfast. Ice cream for breakfast. That, that could be the solution to arguments. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> interesting Andy fact. When I was little, where, so my, I'm two years older than my brother, and my mum was in hospital. She'd just given birth to my little brother, and she laid out, like, what I would wear to go to the hospital the oh, next day, right? Wow, nice. Because it was very like, meet yeah. your brother, because there's photos. There's always, that's always a famous photos, photo. That's right, yep. famous photo. So she absolutely planned everything, laid it out for my father. Um, and my father, being so excited, asked me what I wanted for breakfast Ooh. to celebrate. <laughs> that's a mistake. What did I want? Sweets and chocolate, mm. right? Mm. So he gave me sweets and chocolate for breakfast. I had a lovely time. Uh, on the car ride to the hospital, you vomited. I everywhere. vomited all over myself, completely undoing. So the photos I have of me holding my brother is with like dried vomit all over. Children's vomit threshold yeah. is incredibly low. <laughs> Not like yours, no. No, you give them too much of anything they want, and you are going to see some. Yeah. Vomit. yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, ice cream for breakfast, everyone. Yeah, and uh, Andy's been making a scene since he was two. <laughs> <laughs> music is provided by the awesome adelaide based band voice rom go check out their stuff on their Bandcamp website and i say that every week but go do it yeah of course go this do week it. this is the this week this is the week you do it it's all i do it's great 
Um, also, remember to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. Like our Facebook page. Join in the forum. Any man on it. Any man on that. Like Dave. Yeah. On your Dave. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. Buy our mugs and release and leave us a review on wherever you get this podcast because that is almost the most gentlemen. important thing. Cameron, you were just listening to Published Parish Your Podcast. <laughs> And it was brought to you this week. This week? By our future sponsor, Dr. For Christopher T. Gibson's Ice Cream for Breakfast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm, ice Cream Breakfast. It just stops arguments in their tracks. <laughs> the doctor recommends it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Bye, <laughs> Bell Wells. Goodbye. Goodbye from Bog Phoenix. Bye, T. Bye.